What is your why? Do you want dynamic growth? Do you feel stuck? It's time to fix your why. I'm Billy Ryan, and thank you for joining me on the Fix Your Why podcast. Today, I'm very excited to introduce you to Ratna Mao, a native of Cambodia and the Director of Development for Child Care Associates. Hi. And then there's more, but we'll get to the more. So hi. Uh, tell us a little bit. I, I'm, so you and I had a chance to, to catch up previously, and I, I just am amazed at your story of how you got to the United States. So share a little bit about that, if you would. So I was a refugee from Cambodia, so I don't know if a lot of you guys know. Um, the Khmer Rouge invaded Cambodia. Um, and during that time, my family um, had to flee our own country because they were bombing it. A lot, thousands, millions of Cambodians were dying. Um, so once my mom had me in the hospital, um, the hospitals were being bombed. And so we decided that we needed to go to Thailand um, where the refugee camp was at because we needed to better ourselves and to make sure that we were going to still stay alive. And so my mom and dad traveled by foot to Thailand for three days, three nights, made it to Thailand, and we were there for two years. Um, my parents met a lot of the Cambodian families there, and they helped us fill out the paperwork, and we got accepted two years um, into the process one month before they closed it. And so it was a blessing, and Catholic Charities was the organization that brought us to Texas and from that moment on, it's been, well, I, I knew. <laughs> yeah, that, I, I'm, thank you for sharing that. I, I have a, a place in my heart for that because my mom grew up in Ireland. She came over on a boat when she was 18, all by herself. Uh, so, you know, it's, the, the, the stories are really amazing. Um, so thank you for sharing that. So tell me a little bit about your, your growth as a professional uh, we talked about education, and your parents stressed the importance of education. Um, tell me about your commitment to education and how you made early choices in your career. Um, so we were the first generation um, coming to America. We didn't know the language, and so it was it was a really hard struggle for me. Mm -hmm. um, even f when I started kindergarten, um, that was even hard for me because I didn't know um, the language. And then I got to first grade, and that's when I first experienced my oh my god they held me back that year as mm. my first grade. And so my parents were like, no, education is very important, Ratna. This is the only way you're gonna get out of poverty. So we had to push ourselves. Like I was like, I got it. I was in ESL class. And then once I figured it out, it clicked in my head and I knew English and it was like, okay, got to high school. And I was like, I'm going to college. Um, was the second one, my older sister went to TCU and then I was the second one. And I decided to go to Arizona State because I wanted a business degree. Um, and then once I got there, graduated, and I was like, oh, I'm not ready yet. And I wanted to get my master's and first generation to get my master's. But nothing, my parents couldn't help me fill out the application. They couldn't do anything. So it's all by trial. So wow. filling the application for college was all on me. Doing all the application was all on me. And my, my parents were there to support me and whatever I could, what they could do, um, you know. And just having that moment to know that it was all on me. And being able to be like, oh, yeah, I did this. And so when I tell my kids now, I'm like, well, I'm not helping you because my mom and dad didn't help me. 
<laughs> yeah. They, they need to listen to your story. Your story was not an easy story. Yeah. And so, but yeah, from that moment on, it was like, I wanted to better myself. And once I got my master's, it was like, okay, what am I going to do next? And got into the financial industry. And I love numbers, um, yeah. became really, really great at it. I was one of the youngest managers, um, for a bank, um, and then stayed in the industry for about 20 plus years, built a great team, built a great clientele and stuff. And then, um, all of a sudden it changed for me because I was like, I needed a purpose. I needed a purpose. And what was my purpose? You know, I struggled even getting to America, struggled through, you know, even my education piece of it. And then now it's like, God's blessed me. He's blessed me. And now what am I going to do with all my talents? And so I started an event company because I was doing a lot of events on the side and giving back to nonprofits. And I was like, oh, this is great. And I had an opportunity to work with one of those organizations in Fort Worth. Didn't realize it was one of the largest one. And so the CEO had reached out to me and she was like, um, will you be my director of development? And I was like, no, because <laughs> it was not, I was, it was going to be out of my comfort zone. Sure. So like, I'm like, no, I've been in the industry for 20 plus years. I don't want to do that. And um, two days later, another organization had reached out to me too for the same position. So I felt like oh, maybe that's my reasoning. I need to do this. Well, it's it's a great story because you the, the mere fact of your family making it to the United States was a huge accomplishment, right? Yes. And yet you're somebody who continued to push. And I'm sure part of that is your gratitude for being in this country and having the opportunities that you have here. Um, but a lot of us have opportunity and we don't make the most of it. And, you know, we talk a lot about purpose on this podcast, the Fix Your Why podcast. And, you know, purpose drove you from, I mean, really, you had the event business you were doing while you were still in the banking industry, right? Yes. yes. So there, there's, you're, you're more than just purpose driven. You're obviously willing to, uh, to maximize all the time that you have in front of you and make the most of it, which is wonderful. I didn't um, sleep a lot. <laughs> you, you, you must not have. Tell me a little bit about in, in your mind, cause you, you hinted to it a little bit and you and I've spoken about it, but the shift from the banking industry to an events business that was kind of your, maybe your baby, if you will, mm -hmm. you followed some passions there, but today you're a nonprofit. I mean, yeah. that's, that's a big journey. How, first of all, how long did that journey take? Oh, forever. <laughs> <laughs> no, it felt like forever. It felt like forever. So in the banking industry for 20 years. Um, but when I started the event company, it was two or three years. And then all of a sudden that's when the opportunity came yeah. after the third year. And so I was like, oh my God, I'm scared. I was scared. I'll be honest. I had to pray about it. I had to ask my sister. I had to ask my mom, like, am I crazy? Should Why I be were doing you scared? This? I didn't want to fail. Okay. I didn't want to fail because in the corporate world, it was, I was doing good. You know, I became a great manager at a young age, um, could lead people. And so um, my manager at the banking industry knew that when I started, they're like, yeah, we want her to manage. She's going to lead people. And I was like doing it. And all of a sudden it's like nonprofit. I've never done nonprofit in my life before. And so I was and like, and yet you're doing it. 
<laughs> and, and, and you, you know, your purpose led you to the events business while you were in the banking industry. Mm-hmm. And there had to be an underlying purpose. Correct. That allowed the nonprofit opportunity to appeal. Because, you know, you, you speak about you were scared because you didn't want to fail. And yet you accepted that challenge because you could have stayed you could have kept doing what you were doing right yes i could but it was like but you had this opportunity and that's how i saw it i had another opportunity and it was like it's not going to come back Mm -hmm. so i told myself i'm like ratna you got to get over this fear and be okay with it and yes you are going to fail and it's okay if you fail but it's something that you're going to have to learn and understand so you know it's uh I had a conversation yesterday. I was speaking to a group, and uh, one of the people, one of the participants asked the question about, you know, how do you know if the path you're taking, the, the, the product you're creating is the right one? And, you know, if you feel a little bit of discomfort. And, and we talked about how sometimes discomfort uh, presents when you're doing something one that you haven't done before, but you're also creating something maybe in your life or maybe for a client or whatever that is is innovative. You know, when you're innovating, you are in a place where no one's been before, right? Because you're trying to do something different. You're trying to make your mark. In your life, you made a choice to get out of your comfort zone, to take a risk, but still, you had to you had to have been driven by some value that was important to you, and maybe you know talk about it. it. Was it that you were giving to others? Was what was appealing about the new opportunity that allowed you to take so much risk? I remember the moment when my mom did an article in the Fort Worth Texas Magazine, and she said, "I needed to get to America for my kids." And that moment, whenever I made that decision to jump from for-profit to non-profit was because of that. My mom mm. sacrificed her life for me. So I was like, it's my turn. It's my turn. And I feel like now that I'm in the role that I am for the nonprofit I'm working for, I came full circle. Wow. So um, the kids that we serve are poor. They're brown, you know, little black kids, white kids, Asian kids. I'm that kid. I was that kid. And so I felt like, okay, Ratna, you have an opportunity now to affect these kids and give them an early education because you didn't have it. Because again, you struggled your 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 first your first grade, you got held back. Yeah. But that didn't stop you. You went on and got your masters. You know? Did so, you know yeah. that though before you accepted the opportunity? Did you know that you were gonna be helping people like yourself? A little bit. Okay. A little bit. I had because I, I, you know, when you and I talked, it didn't seem like, it seemed like that revelation came later. Yes. Yeah. So just a little bit. I just knew I was going to help kids. Yeah. That's all I did until I actually got into the work and was there every day onto the campus and I saw those little kids and seeing what we were doing and I was like, oh my god, and hearing the stories now of what the organization's doing and helping and coming back. And I'm like, oh my God, this is why I'm doing what I'm doing. It's because of the kids. So now you're, you're, you know, you've made this huge transition in your life. You have, um, you're doing something you're passionate about because you're helping kids. But what, now that you've been doing it for a bit, 
what are the challenges? What are the things you missed before you accepted this new opportunity? <laughs> There's always a lot. Yeah. I, I guess I'm a perfectionist. It and happens I want to, be, to all of us. It is. And I, it's because I'm a perfectionist and I want to do good. And I go back and I'm thinking, what did I miss? Could I do anything different? Could I do anything better? You know? Um, so yes, I think that every day and, you know, I've got my, to, my, my list going on in my head and, you know, I wish I could help everybody. I can't, mm. you know, I wish we had more money. I wish we had more people to help, you know, but I can only do so much. And you respect the leadership at yeah. this organization and yeah. you're, you feel honored to have a seat at the table. Um, that perfectionism, I think the organization's lucky to have you. Somebody Thank who's you. in a position, you know, you're in a critical position for the organization. And when you're doing development work, fundraising, if you will, for nonprofit, you have to find, you have to be able to speak the mission succinctly in a way that connects with potential donors or maybe it's grant organizations or whatever. Yeah. Um, do you feel like you've been able to do that? Do you under, have you you know really to use the podcast? Do you know your organization's why? Yeah, it's my story. I tell them my story. That's awesome. And so to come back and be like, I know firsthand. And so and I told them, I said, thank you for giving me that opportunity. Yeah. And so now let's help the other kids in the future generation. Wow. And so. Well, I think the families are very lucky to have you, and I look forward to watching the trajectory of your I'm going to have to give you a tour the next time you're out here. How For about sure. that? <laughs> I, would, I would love that. You're going to want to take all the kids home with you. I would love that. Well, thank you again, and thank you all for joining us on the Fix Your Why podcast. Have a great day.